believe you're the savior of our soul. We believe you are God and in control. Welcome to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Bram, a ministry of Worship Generation Church located in Fountain Valley, California. For more information, please visit us at www.worshipgeneration.com. We believe in the power of the gospel. We believe you can transform every soul. We believe you're the Savior. Now let's join Pastor Joey as we study through the Bible. Let the nations be glad, all his saints rejoice. This is the glory of going forward at an altar call with great glory or just saying a prayer to receive Christ or just believing in your car and listening to K-Wave and you say, yes, Lord, come in. This is, this is what happens. And most of us don't even fully grasp the magnitude of that. We have all of Christ's power available to us and all the promises available to us or none of them. We're either existing or living. And God wants to move us in the abundant life to fulfill our destinies and the greatness he has for us. Because what can be greater as a speck of dust on planet earth from the dust we came, the dust will return, we go the way of all men. And yet in all of this, his thoughts are more for us than the sands of the sea. And there are good thoughts, not thoughts of evil, but thoughts to give us a future and a hope. We need to be reminded tonight. And the body of Christ, when this message goes out on K-Wave, needs to be reminded that we, by the cross of Jesus Christ, are destined for greatness if we'll embrace it and run with it. We're not meant to exist and to be fearful and ashamed of our past and fearful of an uncertain future. We're meant to let it go, look up, and get on with the business that God wants to do. And that's what we must do. Because the angel Lord says, the angel Lord sees him for who he is meant to be in his greatness with the Spirit of God upon his life, because later on in this chapter, the Spirit of God came upon him, and his calling. It's Jesus walking by Matthew. Here's Matthew, Levi, the tax collector. Follow me, and I'll make you a fisher of men. You'll no longer take, you'll give. That's what I'm going to do. This is the call of God. This is what he does. He looks at you and I, and says, this is who you are, what you see, but what he sees in the mirror is completely different. And tonight in the context for us being an an older congregation, it's not so much understanding and, and embracing like Peter and Andrew following Jesus and dropping the nets like John and James. That's not really our application. It is for the younger people here, but that's not really our application. Our application is, is we're being reminding ourselves who we are. Our application is remembering this is the way it works. This is who we follow. Our application is not cruise control or fighting to hold something, but our application is is being on the offensive in a good way, not to offend, but on the offensive like in sports. Well, we're setting the tempo. I'm not waiting for people in power to tell me what to do for the kingdom of God. I'm seeking the Lord in the morning to have him tell me what to do for the kingdom of God. They bow to our king. He holds the king in the palm of his hand, it says. And God raises up one and brings down another. It's all a test. Mighty man, mighty woman. So for a moment, ladies, I want you to think of what you see in the mirror and ask yourself, 
when you came here tonight, do you see a mighty woman? Maybe you have 60 years in front of you. Maybe you have 20. My ex-sister-in-law passed away two nights ago. A Baran stepped into eternity. Beth Baran, my brother's first wife. 63, passed in her sleep. Josh and Sarah's mom. There's sorrow in our family right now. That was years ago when Phil married her in the 80s, early 80s, but there's no coming back. Do you see a mighty woman in the mirror, ladies? Or do you just see failures of the past and fear of the future? Because failures of the past will keep you crippled, and fear of the future will probably cripple you even more. Men, do you see failures of the past? Fear of the future? Or do you see the greatness? Because I want you to wake up tomorrow morning, November 7th, 2021, and I want you to look in that mirror when you brush your teeth, and I want you to see what Jesus sees when he looks at you. WG, body of Christ. I'm sick and tired of the beatdown that the church is accepting and rolling over and playing soft. We own the spiritual realm. We own this universe under our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are destined for greatness. And I intend to be as great as I can with every breath I got and every day I have as I move toward eternity. I don't like to look in the mirror. I don't like to think of my fears of the past, and I don't like to think of my fears of the future. I don't trust myself for the future, and I know not to trust myself in the past. And you probably think the same thing. But I'm not going to let it cripple me from being fruitful in the moment. Nor should you. Jesus looks at you tonight. And all those things are gone from yesterday. And all those things aren't even certain for tomorrow. And he calls you a mighty woman and a mighty man. So wake up and get after it. So with Gideon, there is some insight here because he says like, well, but, but what? When you look at the cross, the day of Pentecost, the promises of God, but, but what? He says, if the Lord is with us, why? Where? But now? See, we can talk ourselves out of things. Faith, we're looking to the Lord. But if we look in the mirror too long, we're going to just start thinking about past failures and future fears. See, he said, if, there's no if. When, when God looks at you and calls you a mighty woman, you're a mighty woman. So be that person. When he looks at you and calls you a mighty man, you're a mighty man. Be that person. Don't say if. If what? If the promise doesn't really apply? If the cross didn't really happen? If the blood doesn't really atone, if there's not really tongues of fire for us, if what? See, I'm doing rhetorical right now. If, if, well, if the Lord is with us, if the Lord, if the Lord is with us, what? If what? If the Lord is with us, why? Listen, when God calls you greatness, don't look back at him and say, well, if, why? Where? But, don't do that. 
People do that. I've been in ministry for 33 years. Trust me, I've seen God put his hand on people's lives to call them to something great in ministry. And they go, if, what, where, why, but. And they talk themselves out of it. And the only thing worse, being lost and existing and not living is being saved and not living. WG, when we look toward the last part of this year in 2022, let's just lay those ifs, why, where, and buts in front of the Lord and just say, that's an offering to you. We can't change any decision from yesterday or any action from yesterday. So take that if and that why and that where and that but and just put it on the altar. And by the way, you look at Gideon, you know, for a guy that's grinding, he's got some worldview, doesn't he? Oh, but, uh, you know, now the Lord's forsaken us. Oh, what are you, a theology major now? You're grinding with 10 employees that you can't pay? And suddenly you have a theological worldview, huh? You know more than the Lord. Because the Midianites are allowed in the land, you have a theology and a worldview based upon what you see. Let God be true and every man a liar. See, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit. And the carnal man is just as bad because he's just lustful. It's the spiritual man, the spiritual woman that can discern things. Joseph was more ready for his day than Gideon was for his. But they both were called and they both went on to greatness. We, we, we formulate ideas and opinions of what we think God should be doing. Like pretty much, we could have passed out a flyer tonight, a little piece of paper. What do you think? Why do you think God's allowed this? Why do you think God's allowed that? And why hasn't God done this? And why hasn't God done this? And boy, we, you know, we could, we could fill some stuff out. Don't let difficult circumstances and things we have no control over change our worldview or limit the power available to us and the greatness God wants to do in our life. Don't let evil men and evil women keep us from the greatness God has for us. They can't speak over my life. Is there any man or woman that rules on this planet has more authority over your heart and your mind than Jesus Christ? Of course not. So why would we let them rule over us? Our thoughts. Why would we let them unsettle us? People who hate God, why are we going to let them come in our world, in our space, and get in our headspace and trip us up? We start thinking we really have nothing to live for, and there is no hope, there is no future. That's, those are lies. And I don't need to get excited because maybe there's a shifting in our country toward, you know, because it's always like back and forth. I don't even, it doesn't matter. What matters is that Jesus is on the throne. And the only worldview that matters is His. And that's what we need to be reminded of tonight. Jesus does not need to hear some doom and gloom, Eeyore, Winnie the Pooh worldview about what's going on there. Oh, Lord. Why is the Lord? But we know the Lord has forsaken us. Has he really delivered you in the hands of the Midianites? Because right now, the next Sunday is going to tell you you're going to deliver your people from the Midianites. So your worldview just got... It's got blown up. It's got blown up. Like, his worldview is, the Lord's forsaken us and delivers us to the Midianites. No, actually, he's not forsaken you. 
And he's here to call you to deliver all the people as an army of one from the Midianites. Isn't that amazing? It's how you frame things. It's really important how you frame things. Right? It's how you frame it. If you just see negative and doom and gloom, then that's what you're framing. But if you see the promises of God, the blood of Christ and tongues of fire, hey, that's a nice view. That's the view of Daniel when he opened his window and prayed openly with the threat of the lions then over him. You just open that window. It's a beautiful day in Babylon. Yes, I'm going to pray publicly and talk to the kitty cats tonight. Because this is what I do every day of my life. I open my window and I face Jerusalem because that's where the glory is. That's where I'm looking. I'm looking up. Frame it. Frame it with the blood, the promises, and tongues of fire. Therein is your greatness. You want to frame it with fear, men, politics, wonky science? Oh, man. You just stay in bed. Whatever decisions you need to make, make those decisions, but frame it with faith, hope, and love, the cross, the blood, tongues of fire, promises of God. Because we're born again. And we're destined for greatness. We need to move toward our greatness, especially us older people. You know, when Tom Brady won the Super Bowl last year, even I was stunned by that. I have to tell you, you know, he probably is the greatest athlete ever. And when he left the New England Patriots and went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I thought, this, I just can't see this. He went to a losing team. And then when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made the playoffs, I was like, oh my goodness, Tom Brady's doing what no one's ever done. I mean, Joe Montana kind of did it, you know. Back, and then all of a sudden, if you don't know football, it's okay, stay with me. And then Tom Brady, they go to the Super Bowl. I go... Tom Brady is like 42. He's on a different team, and he's in the Super Bowl. And he's playing his buddy, Patrick Mahomey. I always call him Mahomey because I never got his name right. And it's like, and he won the Super Bowl. And they said after the Super Bowl, like with the Tampa Bay, a team that was 7-9 won it all with Tom Brady. And they said, what was the difference? He said, he just believed in us and gave us confidence we could do it. You got Tom Brady in the huddle, you got a chance. We got a lot better than Tom Brady in our huddle. Yeah. It's all how you frame it. You got to believe. Like Dumbo and his feather, right? Dumbo lost his feather in the Dumbo movie, but he, Dumbo, 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 it's not the feather, it's not the lucky feather. You can fly. Ooh, right? Penis. Pop, 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 pop. Baby boomers know that movie. The Z generation go, Dumbo, what's that? It's probably outlawed, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, Dumbo had the lucky feather, and, you know, it really wasn't the feather. You got to frame it. You got to believe it. So no excuses. No funky, faulty, wonky worldviews. Just do what you got to do on behalf of you and your family as you feel led. But whatever you do, don't let it take away from your confidence in the blood, tongues of fire, and the promises of God. There is one body, and it's the church of Jesus Christ. And the devil's just trying to divide everybody. We're unified in the blood, tongues of fire, and the promises of God. And we're unified for greatness. Now, another thing that we see here that we'll wrap it up with on tonight is in this calling for greatness, 
Because we, you know, like the thing about greatness is it doesn't like you think like you wake up one day and there's greatness, but the greatness was being developed the whole time. Like they always say that it's not when you get to the destination of greatness, if you will, it was really the journey that made you great. For example, even Tom Brady, he was a backup quarterback at Michigan until his senior year. He started one year of D1 football, Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. He was drafted in the fifth round. Nobody wanted him. Tom Brady. And when Drew Bledsoe went down, he was the backup. Drew Bledsoe was a legend. And Brady came in, got the job done. Bledsoe never got his job back. But we, John Wooden used to say, you prepare for your moment. You, you prepare for Swen Nader, the great center. He was a backup to Lou Alcindor, Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at UCLA. And he got his moment. We got to be ready for a moment. And when you're moving into greatness, when you're moving into those things that God has for you, we often think, well, I got to do this and I got to do that. It's just some big grand plan on this massive roadmap. No, it's not. It's the next thing. WG, we remind ourselves tonight before we go home that greatness is simply obeying God for the next thing. And that's why I read the story of Gideon tearing down his dad's altar ball. When he was called and given the vision of who he really was meant to be, and it was confirmed, then he was told what to do. The first thing you're going to do is tear down that offensive altar to Baal in your backyard because judgment begins in the house of the Lord. We always begin where we're at. It's the mall. You are here. You always start where you're at to get to where you're going. If you go to the Puma store, you're here. It tells you where to go. You know, God only requires faith for one step. It's always just the next step. Greatness, it's not like you go home tomorrow morning, you wake up like, oh, I'm going to do something great. I got a whole new chapter of vision in my life, and I got to take 10 steps. No, you don't. You only have to take the next step. Go to your father's house, tear down the altar of Baal, offer this bull this way, that bull that way, and then I'll tell you what to do. Greatness was just the next step. Just the next thing to do. What's the next thing to do? Do it. What's the next thing? What's the next thing to obey? Joseph always did the next thing. He's betrayed by his brothers. He does the right thing with Potiphar. He's betrayed by Potiphar's wife. He does the right thing in prison. He's abandoned in prison, gets to the palace, does the right thing. It's the next thing. Day before, Joseph, there in the book of Genesis, is managing the food and distribution to all the prisoners. The next day, he's got the 14-year plan for the wealthiest country in the world. Oh, here's what we do. We do real estate, Bitcoin. Da, 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 da. Pharaoh's like, sounds good to me, man. You got the dream and you got the interpretation. You're the boss. You're the new CEO. I'm the owner of the CEO. I'm on the board. You run it. It's just the next thing. See, if we're faithful in the little things, more is entrusted to us. What does Jesus say? To her who has, more will be right. But to him who has and doesn't even have, what will be taken? And it's taken and given to another. See, the kingdom is always about sowing and growing. And faithful in the things of today 
is the foundation for the things of tomorrow. But it's not a means to an end. We're not being faithful today so we can have more tomorrow. We're being faithful today because this is what we're promised. We obey the Lord today because that's the right thing to do. But in obeying the Lord today, we're moving toward a pattern of obedience. And as we are faithful to do what he tells us to do, let go of this, go after that, he's going to entrust us with more. And let me remind you, all of us, because this is something I've been thinking about for a lot of people. There is risk in everything. So just accept that right now, WG. There is risk. There's risk in waking up and living. Life is filled with risk. People die every day, every imaginable way. Sharks, dogs, pedestrian crosswalks, airplanes. Life is filled with risk. So you have to get out there and get after it. Our good friend Luke Caldwell, who led worship here at our very first service, and he was faithful in every little thing he ever did. He was so professional when he came here. He was like Jeremy and Phil, just so tight, tight, sharp. And we blessed him. We, we poured into him. And then eventually he signed the label with Jackie Velasquez, the label, and all these things. It, never, it, just, it was never meant for him to be like Jeremy and Phil and these big guys. But he was just as gifted and same skill, but, just, but he was faithful. And then lo and behold, 10 years ago, he figures out how to become a land baron and a real estate tycoon. His grandfather was in Long Beach two generations ago, Bob Caldwell's dad. And Luke got ideas. So Luke was, first he was flipping, and that was his TV show, Boise Boys. Wonderful show on HGTV. Good witness, too, and all of it. He loves Jesus. He's been through a lot. Adopted, what, five special needs kids? The girl from Ukraine, the four children from China. He opened his heart. Him and his wife have a big heart, Miranda, and they got all the kids. Well, now he's got the new TV show on HGTV, Outgrown. It's, I've cried every episode. It is so good. Because what Luke Caldwell does, if it was this good with Boise Boys, it's going to be that good with Outgrown, from glory to glory. See, you should get better at what you do. And Luke Caldwell told me, make yourself excellent at something, and then make yourself a master in that field of excellence. And he made himself excellent in real estate. And then he made himself a master in Boise real estate. And he told me earlier this year, Joey, you just got to get after it. That's what he told me. Dude, in fact, he said, this is exactly what he said, you got to get your hustle on. I was like, whoa. It's like Gen Xer term, you know? Dude, get your hustle on. He's like, hey, you're 60. You need his personal counsel and stuff. He's like, dude, no one's going to do it for you. Get your hustle on. Get after it. It was good counsel. We need to get after it. We need to seek the Lord for the vision. We need to trust the Lord with all of our heart, lean not on our understanding, acknowledge him in all of our ways. But every one of us in this room tonight that says, Jesus is Lord, don't be crippled by failures of the past and fear of the future. Let the word of God speak over you with the blood of Christ and the tongues of fire and the promises of God's word. Mighty woman, mighty man, and seek the Lord for a fresh vision. I'm not trying to bring this ship in the harbor because there's a storm at sea. I'm ready to plow right through the storm and get to the other side. That's my worldview. 
The Lord is, it's the opposite of Gideon's. The Lord is with us. And he's ready to move mightily in each of our lives for greatness. And I'm tired of the devil beating down the church for the last two years. Having us turn on one another and call us losers and discourage us and all these things that would beat us down. Forget that. Jesus Christ is our king and we're the church. And the blood and the fire and the promises are our destiny for greatness. So face the trials of taking care of your elderly parents or your adult children who don't walk with the Lord. Face all of them, your sicknesses, your cancer, the death of family and friends, worldviews that affect your life that you're agreement or against. Just face it. Get your hustle on, WG. We're not coming here to listen to me be like, yeah, we're all good. Just come back. Just wait for the alarm to go off. No. Get your hustle on with the king. And don't be afraid of brave new adventures and taking new risks and getting out of your comfort zone. Everything is a risk, especially now. If you find a safe space, please let me know. So I know not to go there. You've been listening to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Brand. If you would like more information about the ministry of Worship Generation, visit us online at www.worshipgeneration.com, where you can listen to the podcast of today's entire message. Worship Generation is located at 10350 Ellis Avenue in Fountain Valley, California. Our service times are Saturday evenings at 6 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And also follow Pastor Joey on Instagram under the tag name at Joey Brand. Thanks for listening and God bless. Not ashamed of the gospel. Not ashamed, not ashamed of the one I love. Not ashamed, not ashamed.